Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Marvelous Mouse Talk. I'm your host, Marcella Zerman, and I'm joined today by Megan Van Sluten. Hi. And Joanne Gerb. Hello. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous Mouse Travels, creating marvelous memories one family at a time. Today, we've decided to take a different direction from our normal podcasts. We chose some questions from our Universal Facebook page, Universal Studios Orlando Deals, Planning and Tips, which I have added a link to in our show notes. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Hi, ladies. How are y'all doing? Hi. Hi, I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. It's the first day of fall. <laughs> so- Yay! <laughs> Although it would be nice to like actually like bust out like my boots and you know, scarves, but I'm in Texas where it was 98 today, so that's not about to happen anytime soon. <laughs> It was 84 in New Jersey today, too, so oh, we didn't get it fall either. Yeah, it's been a long I live summer. in New York, and it was still warm today, too, so. <laughs> We're getting there. Slowly, but surely, we are getting to fall. Um, so we are, like I said, we're going to take a different direction in this one. And um, we went through and we picked a few questions from our group. And we did have one question that we got from um, a woman by the name of Nikki. And she asked us what our opinions are on the hotels at Universal Studios. If you do want an overall review of like all of the different hotels that Universal Studios does have, we do have another podcast episode called uh, Universal Studios Resorts Hotels. And that will actually give you a breakdown of every hotel. But we can kind of quickly go over like what our opinions are on each hotel, right? Oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. So, I guess, where do we start, like, um, Let's start with like, what your favorite one is, and then I guess we can go from there. Okay, so my favorite one to actually stay at, well, I'm going to do my kids' favorite, and then I'll do my favorite. My kids' favorite is definitely Cabana Bay, because they love the Lazy River, uh, they love the little pits out back that you can roast marshmallows, make s'mores on. Um, they just, and they love that there's a bowling alley in that hotel. So that's really cool for like families and, you know, fun things. There's always something to do. Um, I love Portofino because I just think it's so like romantic. And even though it is still family friendly because my kids and uh, my sister and everybody, we were just all there and we all stayed at that resort, but it was just so they have so much stuff for the kids to do at the pool, the games. And um, we also stayed at the club level, which I know, I think it's one of the questions that is coming up (laughs) later. Um, But it was, it's just a fun place. They, even at nighttime, they have the opera uh, singers come out and they sing to everyone. Um, that's sitting outside on the um, piazza, I think it's called. Um, and it's just so beautiful to like hear that and be able to like sit there and sip your wine. And <laughs> it's just really a cool place with great restaurants. So I, those are my two favorites. It's definitely I think that's definitely one of my favorites too, especially as far as theming goes and just what it has to offer. Uh, But I do want to give a special shout out to Royal Pacific. Uh, One of the things that I love most about Royal Pacific is that it's generally going to be the cheapest of the premier hotels. 
Um, so you're getting a pretty decent price on it, but you're also getting that unlimited express class included with your stay. Um, so I know a lot of people kind of debate as to whether or not um, one of the premier hotels is worth it with that express pass, or if they're better off, you know, staying at more of a value level hotel and then purchasing the express pass. Uh, I think that when it comes to Royal Pacific, you're definitely when it, coming out ahead if you uh, stay there and then get that express pass included with your stay. Yeah, it is. That's true. That's a really good price point for that hotel with the express passes. Yes. And I'm going to piggyback off y'all and say that Royal Pacific is, it is one of the top ones that I like, but I am more of a Portofino Bay kind of person. Um, although when we stayed at Sapphire Falls, I really like that hotel as well. Oh yeah, um, that's a good one too. I think Universal across the board does a really good job with their hotels. Like you don't feel like you've, like, yes, like, there's some that are a little more economical, but they're not, like, you don't feel like you're staying, like, at a rundown, you know, hotel on the side of the road type of thing. Um, they really do make you feel at home, and, and they put a lot of detail into all of their hotels. That's true. They're not, like, motel-type, the lower-priced one, ones. Yes. You know, they're still, like, amazing hotels to stay at that you wouldn't even know, like, that you paid less than <laughs> um, some of the other ones. They're, they're really nice. Like when my husband first walked into, um, I guess it was, uh, uh, I think it was Royal Pacific. He was like blown away. He was like not expecting that at all. Uh, so he was like, are you kidding me? He's like, these hotels are gorgeous. I'm like, I know. <laughs> he was amazed. Yes. They've done like an awesome job at, you know, just putting those together and, and really making you feel like you've walked into whatever type of theme that they have. Yeah. So our next question is, um, is it better to go through an agent for tickets or Universal directly? And this was asked by a member from our group named Debbie. So I'll go ahead and, and uh, note the most important thing I think here for everyone to consider when you're looking at where to purchase your tickets is that purchasing tickets to the universal parks through a travel agent is going to get you something that you don't get if you purchase a ticket directly to universal yourself. So universal gives out a special perk for travel agents um, for guests that purchase their tickets through travel agents that you will get early entry into one of the theme parks, depending on which one the park is offering that day. Um, that's huge for people to be able to get a jump start, um, especially into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter uh, ahead of regular day guests. Um, so some of those lines, especially if you don't have the express pass, are going to get very long. Uh, so being able to get there before everybody else is really going to be a game changer in uh, your plan through the day. Uh, it should also note that the prices are going to be exactly the same. Uh, so we at Travel Agents book purchase tickets directly through Universal. Uh, we just have the ability to add on that special early entry feature. And then the other thing I was going to add is um, also by booking through an agent, you have us to help you along the way. Like if anything goes wrong, we are here to be your advocate. Um, and I feel like that's really important for the amount of money that you're spending is to really have somebody in your corner. And that's 
I mean, that's one reason I've always kind of pushed like using an agent. And we're also fully trained. I mean, we've even had, you know, trainings on site. We have trainings with Universal in our home areas. So like we are fully trained in all Universal, all aspects of it. So any questions that anybody has, we have tons of agents that are fully trained in it that can answer anything for you. So our next question comes from Lauren. Um, and she says, at Disney, there is Shades of Green, which offers great rates for military members. Is there anything similar near Universal? Um, as far as military pricing is concerned or anything typical or similar to Shades of Green, I think that's the only one that is there. But Universal does offer their own military rate program. So um, you just do get a discount on select um, resorts. And you also do get a um, four-day, either two-park or three-park ticket that you can add. The great thing about this is especially like opposed to like Disney, where Disney has you buy the ticket separately, like either at the base or through Shades of Green. Um, you can actually include this into the price of your vacation. So you can do your $50 per person deposit. And then after that, you know, pay the rest of it. So that's the full complete package that you're paying for. And those military discounts too can be booked by your travel agent. Uh, so the difference between like going to Shades of Green um, is that you wouldn't get the help of an agent if you went to Shades of Green for ticket purchases. Uh, whereas if you contacted an agent and booked your package with the agent through Universal, you would still get those same military discounts and you would also get the expertise of your travel agent, uh, not only helping you, you know, make the plans and reservations along the way, but providing you with those, you know, park touring tips and tricks and their expert knowledge, um, as well as, like we said before, being there in case something goes wrong to, to be your advocate and to fix the problem so you're not worrying about these things on your vacation. Exactly. <laughs> and that's really what you want is you need somebody. I mean, I mean, that is really the benefit of using us is you do have all of that experience behind you. Um, the next one I have is from Lauren and she said club level at Royal Pacific or a regular room at Portofino Bay. Which one would you choose? Um, I'd like to tell, talk about the club level. So I think whenever you're choosing any of the club level resorts, um, it is like amazing for the price um, that you're getting stuff. They literally have drinks all day long that you can run in, grab water, sodas. They have, um, then, you know, throughout the day, they have different like food st uh, stuff. I mean, they serve like an entire dinner buffet thing at the one in Portofino um, that we were at. It was just like breakfast. And we actually had people in my party that had, um, allergies. So they would, when we first got there, they made sure that they had something for us each and every session that food was served. Um, I don't know. You just can't beat that. And just the fact that the hotels are so close to the parks that you're able to go back and forth. Um, so the pricing is so reasonable because you basically can eat three meals <laughs> at the club level just for that. So 
I think it's totally um, worth it to do any club level at any of those resorts that offer it. Yeah, and even when you're comparing those two, like I just said, I mean, the price plan at Royal Pacific for what it includes, and now you're adding club level on top of that. So if you're comparing, you know, a club level room at Royal Pacific to a standard room at Portofino Bay, and you're talking similar price range and you get what's included in the club level, um, I would take club level 100%. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like when you think about it, you could go to the parks and then come back. There's um, a boat that'll take you back and forth and that transportation is actually pretty quick. So it's not like you're really going to spend that much time outside of the park if you do need to come back and, you know, grab some. Yeah, no, I, we breakfast. did it the whole time. We did, we were there for a full, yeah, it's literally like five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and every time you go to get a boat, the boat is literally that right there. Like there's, there, there's so many of them and they are just constantly going back and forth. It's never really waiting for anything. So if you are staying club level, you can definitely take advantage of it, even on your park days, for sure. And if you ha- you're staying at Royal Pacific too, and you know, you have that express pass, like we mentioned, um, that means that you're going to get there in the morning and you're going to be able to get a lot done very quickly, um, which is going to give you a lot of time for an afternoon break to come back, enjoy the pool, enjoy that club level lounge. Um, and you're just going to maximize your time. You're going to enjoy your vacation that much more with all of those luxury features. So then would we all agree that club level would be the, the answer to this one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be my choice. Without a doubt. <laughs> so Lauren, if you're still thinking about booking, um, you can always email us at contest contact us at marvelousmousetravels.com and one of our agents will actually help you book your vacation. Um, so I also have Kelsey who asked, going for one day, uh, we want to do both parts. Should we add the unlimited express pass or just do the one time per ride pass? Uh, and she said she's only going for one day? Only going for one day, but she's going to do both parts. I would do, I would do the express pass only because there might be a ride that you really love. And if you could only do it one time, I mean, we were literally just coming right off the ride and going right on again because, you know, everybody loves specific rides that are there. So Mm -hmm. I, I would think to do the express pass if they can. With the unlimited, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she's going unlimited versus the unlimited versus the one time. The one time, yeah. I would do the unlimited. See, I'm with you. I would do the unlimited. Yeah, it's going to give you that, um, I guess, flexibility that if you, you know, you if you've never been there before, especially, and you go and you say, "Oh my gosh, this is the best ride I've ever ridden. I want to ride it." a hundred times more than you can do that. Um, yeah. You know, you don't like, know what you're going to, if this is your first time experiencing it, you don't know what you're going to get. You may love something and want to keep doing it. And then that one time express pass would sort of eliminate that option for you. Yeah. I love Gringotts. I could never imagine just writing it once. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I was thinking, and this may be the only time I think I would ever change my mind is like on a higher crowd day, like say a holiday where 
even those lines are a little bit longer and you're trying to do both parks, I think would the would be the only day I would ever just do. Oh, that's true. That just is true. The one. Yeah. Cause I mean, like you have to think about how efficient you're going to be with your time. But other than that, I would go unlimited. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Or, I guess maybe too, if you have kids that you're going with that may not move as quick um, mm-hmm. as you and you don't want to waste time, right. You know, you want to focus on getting everything done rather than writing the same thing multiple times. Uh, that might be something else to consider, kind of just depending on on your your traveling party. Um. Yeah, that is true because I know, and I know, I know. Uh, actually, one of the other questions that was recently asked on the page was that how long is the um, express line uh, when it's during crowded times? Um, so they don't really like ever say how long the lines are for the express pass, but when during its high crowd times and like the regular line ride is like 120 minutes or whatever, you know, for high, high crowd. Um, I would say like the, the longest line time is like 30 minutes or so if you're, if you have express passes. So it's still way less than that other line, you know, the standby line. Yeah, Yeah. so you could still get, like, so much done, even if you have the unlimited or the regular, you know, one-time ride. What is the one-time ride called if you do it once? I think it's just Express Pass, because I think the other one is actually labeled unlimited. Okay. So then we also have, I think, Joanna, you had one, right? Oh, yes. Um, I know a lot of times people have been asking about Hagrid's ride and how they can accomplish, um, riding it during the day. So I have a few tips that we did over this past summer. Um, and it actually worked really well. So I'm going to share like a few things, but, um, first is if you are able to get there, way before park opening. So say the park opens at nine, we were usually online by like seven 30. We were on like a seven 30 boat from our hotel. We were at Portofino. Um, and we got there, we were at like the front of the turnstiles that, you know, where the entrance is for the actual park. Once the park opened, we walked all the way really quickly, just quick walk. <laughs> you can't run. Um, cause you're led by the, um, the cast members there. And then they walk us to, uh, the Dr. Seuss land and we stay there until the rest of the park does open. And then once that is, they lead us to the actual line for Hagrid's when it is actually running and up and, you know, opening at park opening, it usually takes like only 15 minutes to ride. If you're there that early, if you're in the front of the you know, entrance, uh, to the turnstiles at the entrances of the park. So, um, but there are days, unfortunately, where the ride is down for maintenance. Um, so it's at those days that it's a little bit rough because you don't know when it will open. So you just got to hope and pray that that day that you end up going in early is the day that they won't be doing maintenance on that ride. It's just very hard to tell. And you don't know that until you get there. Um, but another tip that we also found is at lunchtime, the different, um, 
the time on the sign will say something different and the line is usually not that long. So lunchtime, it seems to be a great time to actually get on the line if you can. Uh, and it's usually not as long as it says on there, but so those are like just little, a few tips. Cause I know a lot of people have, you know, the, it's definitely a ride you want. It's worth the wait for sure. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, you've never ridden anything like this. You get like, I can't even explain. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's mind blowing. So, uh, I, you know, I encourage like, if you are able to get up that early and get over there to do it because it is definitely worth the wait. Yeah, I've heard great things about it, and I've heard, like, it definitely doesn't disappoint. (laughs) I mean, it has the, it literally, like, you're in devil's snare, and you get, you're, like, stuck in it, and you fall out of it. Like, (laughs) I can't even, Hagrid does, like, all these spells, so you're listening to him as you're on the ride, and he's doing all these things, and uh, he's making mistakes when he's doing the magic, and... (laughs) (laughs) it's just, it's beyond, I can't even, and the acceleration, that's what I think a lot of the um, maintenance issues are. There are seven sections of that ride where it accelerates like super fast. Like you're starting off on a roller coaster. So it's the first roller coaster that has ever done that. And I think they're still working out the kinks on that uh, because it is getting overheated much more often. Uh, But it's amazing. Like, so once they do work out those king to it and it's you know up and running fully all the time it's going to be amazing yeah i'm so excited for that one the the reviews of it are i mean like everyone has nothing but great things to say about it and i'm actually like avoiding any kind of spoilers on this i know that there's like surprises throughout that i don't want to like I don't want to know about <laughs> like normally when it comes to like new ride releases, I like and YouTubing videos right away. And everything yeah, like that. Well, just want to feel so like I'm know, trying to avoid everything because I, I want the like excitement. <laughs> I did YouTube it and it still did not even capture anything that actually oh, happened. Okay. So you don't even have to worry about that. If you do YouTube it, they're not really, you don't really get the gist of it unless you're on it. Cause there's no way to have that feeling of the acceleration that it does. Yeah. You know, from a video. So you're, it'll, it'll be amazing when you experience it. You're going to be like, Oh my God, <laughs> it's amazing. Thinking we might, we might go back sometime like end of January, early February. So hoping I get to try it then. Oh God. And, you know, eventually, hopefully they will have um, express pass for it, you know, but that takes a while for them, you know, to do that with the new ride. So, yeah, we just got to wait for that. But that'll, you know, it'll it'll be there hopefully soon, you know, that they end up doing that, too. But it just takes time. But those are just a few tips to try to get on it, you know, now as, you know, it opens and stuff. So. But those are great tips, though. I mean, the early you can get there, the better, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, we were tired, but we knew that we were just going in that morning, and then we were probably going to go back to the club level and have breakfast, <laughs> you know? So it mm-hmm. totally worked out. It was totally fine. It was great. It was well worth it. Okay, we have one more question that comes from Andrea. She said, 
what character should I introduce my five-year-old so that she can enjoy the parks? Um, there's so many of them. Like, where do you start? Um, I guess troll, like trolls, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, the BT. trolls are super cute. Yep. Um, minions. I feel like minions would be a really good one. Well, the Simpsons. I think the doctor really want to introduce them. Oh yeah, Doctor Seuss. Woody the Woodpe- Woodpecker and Popeye. Oh, and SpongeBob is there too. There you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if your kid is into superheroes, that's obviously you know a huge thing right there. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot right there. I know that you know superhero might be depending on your child, they might, you know, five, they might not really get the, the concept yet, but um, the Marvel characters are all over the place and very popular. And they do a lot of stuff, the Marvel characters in that area. They actually, like, will ride in on their four-wheelers and then they exit at the end, at four o'clock each day, all together, riding out to solve crime and solve it. It's, just, it's really cool to watch them do all of that. So, and, you know, and then they also have, like, all the character meals on property. And um, so I would, yeah, I would actually say the trolls for a five-year-old. Definitely the Seuss characters, for sure. And the trolls are super cute. If you get there when they come out, they're all, like, dancing in the middle of the thing. And then they (laughs) go to the meet and greet. It's super, it's super cute. (laughs) Is, um... You know, the one that, like, shoots glitter out of his butt still there. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, me, but I do know what he does. still there. And it was so funny because I actually posted a video about our experience with it because it, it didn't work. <laughs> he turned around and did it, which made me laugh even harder because everyone was, like, looking at it. And then he, like, just was showing his butt, it looked like. And <laughs> so it was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all laughing and then the other trolls reaction to it not happening were even funnier they were like what they, you know they were raising their hand like, <laughs> so it was pretty funny <laughs> but yeah I think that's a good one because they're they're really cute and that movie is adorable so mm-hmm. and I think a five-year-old would love that yeah they're coming out with another one soon oh, I want to say this year yeah there's another one coming out my kids yeah. are excited to go see that one. Yeah. And the that one looks cute. Movie. It's such a cute mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> so, I remember yeah, when I would first came out and my daughter kept asking. And I was like, we're not going. We're not going. And then we went. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. And then yeah. It track, so. Yeah. It was super yeah. cute. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what other characters typically. Fire. Oh, Shrek. Shrek is another one. Oh, yeah. Shrek is good, too. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones would be good for five-year-olds. Um, I think that's I know. it. Oh, Scooby-Doo's yeah, I, there. Yeah, Scooby-Doo's oh, yeah. there. I think Dora's in the park too, right? Oh, yeah, Dora and Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of them she might even be familiar with already, depending on, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of shows you're watching at home. I think Dora is still on TV, correct? Yes. Yeah. Then this year before we went, my kids are seven and 10. We decided to like let them see. We watched Back to the Future over the summer before we went. And um, they saw the um, the scientist guy. What the heck is his name? 
Uh, they saw him there. So they were like super excited. They saw, we watched ET. So they loved the ride even more than before because mm-hmm. now they knew the story behind it. So we did all that too. So as they get older, you can introduce them to some of the movies and then they enjoy that more. Well, thank you ladies for that really entertaining conversation, especially about movies that your kids can watch. Um, (laughs) But thank you for tuning in today. And please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and be one of the first to know when a new episode is out for your favorite destination.